everybody. I'm Nina Crowley, SICA's Professional Affiliations and Education Manager, and I'm delighted to be here today with Liz Paul, one of my friends and colleagues from the Obesity Action Coalition. And we are both going to be speaking at the Obesity Medicine Association's meeting in April in New York City. And I really wanted to talk to Liz about uh, kind of a sneak peek on your talk because I'm excited that you're doing a talk at all. I'm excited that they have patient experience on the menu at the meeting, but also that it's a keynote and you're kicking off the day. So um, thanks for joining me and I, let me know what we can, um, you know, what we can learn about you a little bit now to be a sneak peek for the meeting. Well, thanks, Nina. This is so exciting. I'm really honored to be going to uh, the OMA uh, conference in New York. It was crazy to get invited to speak. I didn't even know I was the keynote until it came out. I, I just thought I was one of the speaking sessions and here I am um, being asked to keynote and it's so uh, great of them to put a patient voice in that uh, important role. Um, we recognize more and more that patient voices in the world of obesity is so critical. Um, so my talk is actually going to be on uh, internalized weight bias. So we recognize that the weight bias um, and weight uh, discrimination and uh, stigma is something that happens all around society. You know, you see it in the media, you see it in the doctor's office, you see it all over, right? And the thing is, we learn to internalize it too. And so my talk is going to be focusing on my own story, uh, living with obesity. I've lived with it my whole life, but it's been uh, really an up and down journey, not only with my weight, but also with the mental health side of things and learning to treat myself kindly and, and to uh, unpack the internalized weight bias that I have learned from society, that I've learned from bullies and doctors and parents and all sorts of people, and to rewrite my narrative when it comes to uh, stigma and bias. And, you know, I've learned that people who live with obesity, they really have two battles they're fighting. They're fighting the battle with their health and weight, but they also have a battle that lives in their head. And it's that internalized dialogue around food, around their bodies, around what society tells them they should or shouldn't do. And that can really uh, be a barrier to seeking care, to being successful in care. And so my talk is really going to address that from a patient perspective and hopefully help some of the physicians out to um, understand their patients a little better. Oh, I love it. And so I'm curious, I know, you know, not everybody is self-aware about their own internalized bias. I know, you know, some of our OAC members we've talked to about, you know, how they learned that. So how did that come up for you? Was it in therapy? Was it something that you just learned? Or how did you identify that as being internalized bias? You know, uh, therapy certainly helped um, unpack a lot of that. But 
the Obesity Action Coalition really did help a lot with that too, as I learned more about obesity as a disease and their work with weight bias in society. I started to recognize too how I contributed to that in my own thinking. Um, and it, it's even simple things like if you think about if donuts come into the office, right? Common thing in a lot of offices. What goes through your head? You know, oh, well, I, I shouldn't have one. I, I had a treat last night. Or, oh, I, I need to announce that I'm only going to have half of one because I'm on a diet. Has anyone ever announced, like, you have to make a point of saying something because otherwise you feel like you're going to be judged either way, okay. right? Or you have to take one when no one else is looking. Like, even the thought of thinking about strategies around donuts in the office okay. is the experience of weight bias and, and trying to navigate a system of food and and all of that with without falling into being stigmatized by others and also stigmatizing yourself at the same time. Yeah. Anytime I I catch myself using terms like I always do or I never do or I I should be or I shouldn't be, particularly around food or my body. Um, it always raises a red flag that I need to be mindful that maybe I'm not uh, thinking in a fully uh, kind and compassionate way mm. for myself. And what's interesting is our thoughts are often, you know, they're just thoughts, but our, our first thoughts are those ones that have been trained by society. And so you can't necessarily eliminate the internalized bias in your head, mm -hmm. right? You, there still will be those thoughts there. I've done a lot of work in trying to get rid of them. They don't get, they don't disappear, but, but you can catch them mm -hmm. and say, oh, that's the stigma talking. Mm -hmm. I don't need to listen to that thought and you don't have to give it power anymore. That's powerful. Yeah. So recognize, okay. and. How do you think, um, trying to think about for the for the healthcare providers, how can they not contribute, you know, to, to making that worse for somebody or bring it up in a way that maybe is the first time someone hears that from a healthcare professional, like this is something that you could be experiencing? It is so tricky for healthcare providers, and I do not envy them in the slightest. Um, unfortunately, so many people who live with obesity have real trauma responses going to the doctor because of the stigma that they faced um, by doctors and nurses. And it really is important to listen to our patients and uh, understand where they're coming from um, and then meet them where they're at first. You know, so their goals may not be ultimately where a doctor will want them to end up, but we have to start with where a patient wants to go first, and we have to have them lead the conversation. Because if 
a patient, particularly a patient who's had bad experiences at the doctor, can't trust you with their own journey, knowing it, it, it's our journey, right? It's our bodies we're living in. It's, it's our knees. It's our weight. It's our health. So a doctor has to acknowledge that it's the person's autonomy and choice first, mm. and that they are there to provide information and care and support. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly, that's exactly what they need, but it's not what ends up happening. That almost that curiosity approach and that patient, I mean, people throw around patient-centered care, but I think true patient-centered care starts with that. And and I mean, in my experience, one of the questions of just sort of a new patient or approaching a patient from a, this is a topic that, that has a lot of emotions, you know, how can I do my best to meet you where you're at, to be sensitive, to use the correct terms, you know, even with weighing practices. I, I've been thinking a lot about sort of the psychology of how we weigh people and do we always need to? And especially people's comments about it. And, you know, and even just is weight and BMI a further stigmatizing thing when we have, you know, other ways to talk about adiposity or, or body um, composition. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And does it need to happen first? Can it happen after a conversation if we need it? Like, because you don't always need it. And there are, valid reasons to have it and valid reasons to monitor it, but it's not always the reason you're at the doctor either. Um, and you can really derail a conversation when that is done poorly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can't count how many doctors I've had bring up my weight like it has never occurred to me that I struggle with obesity. Mm. as if I'm naive to the fact that I live in a larger body as opposed to something that I'm aware of hyper aware of every moment of my day mm -hmm. you know and and even the acknowledgement that we are aware of the bodies we live in the conditions we have in for the most part, you know, I mean, if it's not some strange blood work, that's going to come back that we thought to do, we know what hurts. We know um, what feels off. We know if something has changed in our bodies and we want to be listened to, you know, because if we've gone in because something now hurts that didn't used to hurt, it probably isn't because our weight is suddenly affecting something that wasn't it affecting it a week ago. That's important. That's, I think that's a really helpful frame for them to understand. Yeah. I think this is going to be a really eye-opening session for, I think, so many people. I'm really excited to be there with you and making eye contact from the front row with you. You <laughs> <laughs> can bring a big old sign. Yeah. So, well, in kind of wrapping up and, you know, don't want to spoil the, the whole session, um, any, you know, things that people who aren't at that meeting can take from, from your experience that, you know, would help them in their practice? 
working with other patients? You know, my my big thing is is let's put care in healthcare. I I recognize that doctors and physicians are are pressed for time. They see too many patients. They are under the gun to code things just properly and and check the boxes. But remember that the patient in front of you isn't a box to check. It's our lives that we're living. And we live with obesity every day. And we are living with the effects of obesity, both internalized Mm. and from society every day as well. So walk with us or help us find someone who will if you don't have the time to do so. But, you know, remember we are people first. Well, I have goosebumps. That was really (laughs) super powerful. Thank you so much for sharing your pre-story story with me. And I I think this is going to be, you know, a, a big focus at the meeting um, and how, you know, armed with some, some new tools in their toolbox, how they can, you know, keep crafting their, their tools and, and put health care in healthcare. I, I love that. Yeah. That's something that we can see in our, in our lifetimes. I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be a wonderful time and I love to share my story. So. Oh, well, thank you, Liz. I really appreciate you being here with me. Thanks, Nina. All right. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right.